Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Cho's, all you Chun's, all you Khan's. I'm Jeff Oki. And this is Boobang. This week we'll be discussing, as ever, all the crazy and good things happening in the world of Asian American culture right now, and find out who this week's worst Asian ever is. Let's do it! You played the first Resident Evil, right? What was that, 97, 96? I never played it myself, but I would watch people play it. You never had a PlayStation? I did, but I wouldn't... I'm so bad at those games, and I'm so jumpy. I like playing them now when I stream because I realize people enjoy watching people super afraid of things. You played them all. I played the first two or three. I recently saw the latest, maybe the last one or the one before, because my roommate, my old roommate who was Japanese, would play it, but he would only turn it on like when he wasn't busy and he was a tech engineer. And so he'd start playing at 1 a.m. through 5 a.m. Good God. And so... I would walk out, you know, get up, go to the bathroom, get a water or something, and he'd just be by himself playing. And he was so jumpy and so scared all the time. And I would look over, and he'd he'd be running away from a giant thing, whatever, through a tunnel, and, like, freaked out. I would just wake up to that. So, yeah, it's gotten a lot better since, like, 1997 from the PS1. Definitely. And they just, they did a remaster of Resident Evil 2, which looked amazing. I think it was 2. Am I wrong? I don't know game nerds correct me but but we're mentioning this because i had no idea jill valentine is supposed to be asian asian american or asian i think ethnically she's supposed to be japanese french i just don't know if she's american right did you know that i so is she mixed because her last name is valentine that's the french part <laughs> i did a little bit of research and couldn't figure that out but they said that it was meant to be the same heritage as their her creators who both have japanese last names so one of them must be val mixed french and one is time <laughs> that's strange so i mean those games there's not enough detail to tell anyone's true ethnicity is there back then in the ps1 right Right. But it's a big deal now because there's a change.org going on because Sony is about to do, I mean, it might be a Netflix Sony collaboration, but they're about to redo Resident Evil, reboot it as a series movie or a show series. Yeah. Okay. And they're thinking about choosing the actress from Ant-Man and the Wasp. The one that's evil. Is she evil? Yeah. I don't want to spoil Ant-Man and the Wasp, but yeah. She's ghost. Exactly. I think that's her name. You don't know her name. <laughs> It's a three-part name, like Lee R. V. Halls. Well, I can't pronounce Lee R. V. Oswald. Lee Hall Oswald. Look, I think the bigger problem is is when you cast a Caucasian. And granted, yes, they're I guess erasing the identity of this character. But did anyone realize that that was her identity to begin with? I certainly didn't. Yeah. And when I look at the photos, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. That's why it's interesting to bring up, because I don't think anybody thought about it until... Until... Now. Yeah. You know, Ghost in the Shell, yeah, that was bad. Emma Stone as a Hawaiian, mixed. Yeah, that's pretty bad. This, I mean, I I get there's fans that are going to be upset, but I feel like they wouldn't have gotten upset until years later they realized that she was Japanese-American. And they're like, I'm a diehard fan. You're not going to change this on me. How dare you? Yeah, I don't think they have a great backstory in her anyway, but yeah, who knows? At least it's still a person of color, but 
I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not, but it's not like I'm devoted to Ghost in the Shell, and it's not like I'm devoted to the story that Emma Stone was in that Hawaiian movie. But those I understand. So, in conclusion, Oki and I would like to say we want this new Resident Evil reboot to star Scarlett Johansson. Thank you very much. Case closed for Vubang, not me. <laughs> You're Taiwanese, right? How did you know? I could tell by your eyes. Yes, I'm I'm mixed. My mother is born and raised in Taiwan. But the weird thing is, is you don't like you don't like baseball. Oh, you mean the sports? Yeah. They're not your favorite type of balls. My favorite balls are basketballs. I prefer my own and not playing with any others unless it's digital, like Rocket League. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't think anybody watches baseball anymore. It just doesn't seem to change over 150 years and people get very upset when I don't know. A Japanese guy does really well, or a Dominican guy plays really well, or a Cuban guy. Do people really get mad? American fans. They just, yeah, they do. They say things like, oh, he doesn't flip. He shouldn't be flipping his bat, or he shouldn't be showing those emotions, or he should be less yellow or brown. No. (laughs) (laughs) But now they all have to pay because the only sports playing anywhere in the world right now is Taiwanese and Korean baseball. Thank God for Taiwan and Korea. For all you sports fans out there. A lot of people are watching though. I mean, because there's zero sports, they have to turn to sports. That's how desperate fans are, right? I can't, I'm trying to imagine what I would do if something that I love was gone. Luckily, cartoons and comic books are still on TV. (laughs) So I'm one of the guys that pay $3 a month to read The Athletic, which is a pay service for news articles that are sports related. Humble brag. And this latest article called Which KBO Team Should I Root For is hilarious. The Korea, it's not even the Korean, it's called the Korea Baseball Organization. And there's apparently six teams. And it basically is a guide to to figure out which team you should be rooting for because these games are on ESPN right now. How do they gauge it? Are they like, oh, these are the underdogs, but these guys are factored to win, but you should hate these guys because they're from that city that a lot of people from Seoul hate. But if you love Seoul, you should root for them. That's exactly. That's word for word. I knew it. Exactly what they said. I don't know how you know it. It's because I love the sports. The weirdest thing for me is just in general, how internationally there's multiple teams in one city. I guess we have that with the Lakers and Clippers, but it's just so funny how like different neighborhoods in Seoul have different whatever. And I don't know. I just think it's weird. The country is the size of Texas. <laughs> it's not it's not big. It's true. But I kind of wish like wouldn't it be cool if the Clippers represented, I don't know, east the east part of LA, like the inland part, and then the Lakers represented the coast. Oh, like actual neighborhoods? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're, I mean, you, you grew up in Highland Park and, or you grew up in, I don't know. Yeah. Culver City. You should be a Lakers fan. I don't, that would be more interesting. But anyway, KBO, ESPN. And Taiwan baseball, whatever it's called. Yeah. Tell us about Taiwanese baseball. It's just like American baseball, but faster, better, smarter, smarter. Yeah. Yellower. Better math. <laughs> more money ball. But, the, you know, the, they're, they're playing because the, the stadiums are empty and they're putting, like, fake people in the stadium, like cutouts or mannequins or something to make it feel like there's people there. It's pretty funny. That's not creepy. It's a little weird. And there's only four teams. Go four teams in Taiwan. Oh, they're all in... I mean, how many teams in Taipei? Taiwan is the size of California. <laughs> no, but how many, how many teams in Taipei? 
Four. What if three teams are in Taipei? There's four. No. I- oh, in Taipei itself. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I don't know what city they're in. I didn't do that deep of a dive. Sorry, yellow parallers. I just think it's fun. I, be- I bet you more than one are in Taipei. That would be hilarious. They literally have, yeah, cutouts of people. There's mannequins. There's even cutouts of pets. Is this the real photo from a Taiwan? I can't tell. Are you even allowed to bring pets in the stadium? Jeez. I don't know. Cheerleaders are still there. There's cheerleaders at Taiwan baseball, by the way. Sports. People could still go to the games. There's some people. No, there's not. No, people aren't going to the games. I don't know why, because Taiwan is technically, practically safe from the virus. Obviously, no one's safe from the virus yet, but they're doing a great job of quarantining, making sure no foreign nationals are coming in. They've had like two weeks of zero cases of COVID-19, which is pretty amazing. Of course, that could change by tomorrow. Somebody could get it tomorrow. But even if you are a citizen and you fly back, you are forced to stay in a hotel for 14 days quarantine. Do you pay for that hotel? You pay for the hotel. Wow. But they give you a choice. There's like a shitty hostel one, apparently. And then there's like, there's a range of hotels that you can pick from. That's what I've heard. Pretty funny, though. But what's crazy is people are still going to clubs there. (laughs) People are still going to clubs. I'm seeing these videos and photos, and it's just some people are wearing masks to a club. Yeah, like, good for them, I guess. Like, life is pretty much back to normal, but I don't know why... People must be able to go to Taiwanese sports events now, right? Or is that is that just too many people? That's a good question. I have no idea. Because I, w- I would assume it's easier to transmit when you're in core or any of those clubs. Yeah, that's like an enclosed space with no windows, not open air. You get into the club through an elevator. Well, the question is, if you were there right now, would you go to core? Hell no. Which is a club in Taipei. One of our favorite, not just clubs, but literally one of our favorite places in the world. Yeah. Granted, I would feel much safer going to a club there now than going to a club anywhere in the U.S. Like, it's like, hey, you have to go to a club. Where would you go to a club? In Taiwan or U.S.? I'd be like, uh... If you're making me, I'm going to a club in Taiwan for sure. So even though there's no cases practically. No new cases. You would still not go to core. I would. It'd have to be a really good reason to get me to go there right now. I'd rather play it safe. $100 bottles of... $100 bottle? $100 bottles of Yamazaki 12. Hmm. I think about it (laughs) a little more. It's not even a good deal. Yeah, I mean, I think about it. It's a good deal for a club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a good deal. It's a good deal for Yamazaki 12. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out what your price is, how much you value your life. And it's, I mean, obviously, if it's a Yamazaki 18, you're going for sure for 100 bucks. Yeah. And if it's Taiwan, it's still so much safe. I mean, people are going and there's no new cases. Like it's, I would say I would give it a time. Like, okay, it's been how long with zero cases? Now I feel safer to go to club. Oh, it's been two months. Yeah, I feel a little safer about going out. Two weeks. Eh. Oh, you just got back from where? Eh, maybe I shouldn't go to this club. But the weird, the weird thing is, so Omni, this video that you sent me about them doing bottle service dances that mimic the Ghanaian funeral dance, coffin dance. Right. Is Don't you think it's kind of, is it macabre? Is that the word? Macabre that they're doing, they're reenacting a funeral dance Yeah. during this time? Well, if no one's familiar with this particular meme, it's a funeral procession, but it's very lively and they're sort of jumping up and down and dancing almost like dubstep with the coffin on the pallbearer's shoulders while dubstep music is playing. (laughs) 
And I know the owners of this club, the Shaw Brothers, shout out to them for building a crazy, awesome party empire, really. And every so often, they will totally like, you know, find these trends and design their dances and shows around a particular meme or trend. And this time it happened to be the Ghanaian pallbearers. And so what they'll do is six guys dressed in the uniforms as the pallbearers in Ghana have this, it's not a coffin that they're carrying on their shoulders, but it is like, in this case, it's a, a rocket shuttle. They're, at least they showed some respect not to have a coffin, but they're carrying it out to the music, jumping up and down, bouncing up and down with like eight bottles of champagne in this NASA space shuttle. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> I don't think it's macabre because it's not a coffin. I was going to ask you for an example of other things that they've done that were just very timely, but then I realized we watched that one rapper from, was it Indonesia when we went there? Yeah. What's his name again? Rich Chiga. Yeah. I just looked him up. He's actually going by Rich Brian now. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. He changed his name. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, they had Psy, Psy perform there. They've had huge artists because it's like the number one club in Taiwan. That's crazy. So if you're a big party artist, you go there. I think they had Psy. But yeah, definitely watch this video. Yeah. Oh, remember, do you remember, I have an apple, I have a pen. Oh, apple. Yeah. He performed at the club too. <laughs> Can you imagine you're paying two hundred dollars to get in, and it's a it's a two minute performance? Uh, I just can't believe I remembered that song just now. Did you did you see it? Were you there? I don't think I went that night. I was like, I don't care. How do you not know? I went <laughs> uh, seriously. I'd have to check my phone to see if I have a video of it. But you know, when you start looking at people's Facebooks, you're like, oh, I saw that video, and then in your head, like, was I there? At this place that I go to more than once a week sometimes, heavily inebriated. Well, we were there two days straight. Was it three days straight? I think we were there for like five days straight. Five days straight, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. But good for them. I mean, it's pretty funny. And they even like carried out as a joke a drunk girl. She really wasn't, but they were pretending, but it's kind of funny. But it's a huge meme, right? It's good. It's good. Just look it up. First, watch the Ghanaian Paul Bearer's video and then watch, look up Omni, Omni Club. Yeah, the memes are great too. <laughs> We know you're all in quarantine. What does that mean? If you're not, you should be. And a good way to encourage that is to just watch a bunch of content. God, I'm just, I feel like I'm dumb. I'm, I feel like I've watched everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> well, that's why we make content. Yeah. Yeah, but people are probably sick of this. <laughs> is there going to be a gap in four months where like all of our favorite shows are just going to end and the only thing available are like shitty CBS shows? Am I going to be watching The Big Bang Theory? Oh, God. Can you imagine? Oh, I okay. don't want to. I keep saying it's like, I the way the world is right now, I don't even want to leave my place because there's nothing out there that's good right now. It's all online. <laughs> People have been asking me how I feel, and I feel like I feel great right now, but also because I feel like I'm red from Shawshank Redemption and everything is fine in this institution. But, you know, if I get out of here and I have to bag groceries, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get, I can make it out in the real world. But it's sweet freedom. Once you smell that ocean breeze and find that little chest of money. Yeah, that's... Doesn't he find money? Yeah, I just have to find my Andy, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> Sad. Why are we talking about this? Because of all the... Because we're going to name... We're going to give you some more content to watch that's okay. Asian American <laughs> related. Right, right. <laughs> We went a very circuitous way to that. Exactly. <laughs> two two PBS documentaries. 
one called Asian Americans, which is a deep dive into history. If you want to go way back into your ethnic studies days, 1800s till today, which is kind of a really long period of time. Wow. It's a good thing it's a five-part documentary. Jeez. And also another more current PBS documentary about the quote-unquote movers, shakers, influencers, and leaders of today. What's that one called? Oh, I thought I said it. It's just called Asian Americans. Are both of them called Asian Americans? You tell me. Or are these both the same show? It's not. I don't think it's the same show. Oh, no, it is the same show. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was reading two different articles about the same thing. That's hilarious. PBS docuseries Asian Americans, new PBS documentary. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was reading one that talked about the beginning that started with the 1800s. And then the other one started with like Viet Tang Nguyen and all these other ones. Huh. From ba- backwards. They do seem like two different shows though. Yeah. That's so weird. One's like history and one is like influencers and leaders. But it's the other episode. Yeah. Okay. Strange. Very strange. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do reference Strangers from a Different Shore, History of Asian Americans, Ronald Takaki's book, which we all read when we were 19, I hope. Did you read that book? Mm. Did you graduate UCLA with, with never having ever read read that book? Yep. Good job. I did. Yep. Thank you, design major. <laughs> that has, no, no. That's because you're from Sacramento. I was an architect major and I still read that book. Oh, okay. Don't blame it on design. But you took that as, as classes, right? You chose those classes. <laughs> exactly that's the point yeah i don't know yeah yeah believe me believe me a lot of this all this stuff that we talk about now is something that i did not develop or know about or was aware of until late in college to well after college you know what i mean when you tried it when you figured out that you wanted to date asian girls and you were like where are they at <laughs> you're right. seriously that sounds like you right no no you didn't immediately think like freshman year i need to take an ethnic studies class no the thought didn't cross your mind no huh not at all i think i was definitely i mean in terms of the classes i was taking i was focused on my craft and trying to do what i wanted to do I did take an ancient Asian art history class, but I don't remember anything. Ming Dynasty, vases, paintings. But I was an art history major to begin with. Anyways, regardless, you know, I just came late to the, uh, you know, Asian American culture world. Honestly, growing up, I didn't know the difference between like... The Hmong and the Mian? Outside of Japanese, yeah, like Chinese and Japanese. I knew that's what I was, but I was like, I don't know what Korean food is. Somebody needs to watch this new PBS documentary then. That's me. Five episodes. You just need to watch the first four episodes, actually. Yeah. Speaking of documentaries, a good friend of the pod, Bao Nguyen, his documentary, which premiered at Sundance, Be Water, the Bruce Lee documentary, A, he just got signed to CAA. Congrats to him. Amazing. But Be Water is premiering early on ESPN this month. So definitely check that out. I believe it's... I'm going to find the date real fast. Why are you saying B. Water like it's B. Arthur? You keep saying like B. Water <laughs> as if it's a name. I, for a second, I was like, why is it called B. Water? But yeah, it's it's B. Water. B. Water. B. Water. B. Water. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a person's name. Yeah, it sounds like you're pronouncing B. B. Arthur. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not mates. June 7th, but it's definitely moved up much sooner than they originally planned to air it. So... 
That's awesome. June 7th, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Be water, not be water. And this is a documentary. This is a documentary that has, you know, the the Lee family rights and everything. Like they have permission. Yes, they worked with the Lee family. Wow. Yeah, so excited to see that. So I'm also hoping that the documentary focuses on his white student that he mentors 90% of the time. Do you not remember this callback to that shitty film? Shitty movie, yeah. Yeah, I want to know that story. Yeah, I hope they talk about how upset they were. <laughs> all of his white friends. This is Bruce Lee and all of his white friends. <laughs> What's the name of that movie? No, we can't talk about it. Dragon something. Yeah. A dragon and friends. Dragon and friends. <laughs> exactly. Another movie I'm excited to watch is Andrew Ahn's film, Driveways. It stars Hong Chow as a single mother that's uh, helping pack up her sister's house after her death. Her sister's a, a hoarder. I was just, we're, I'm cleaning out our garage this week, and I was just talking to some of my friends about how they've had to clean out their previous generation's stuff and how they just keep the most random things and get rid of the most random. It's just a crazy, I could totally relate, is what I'm saying. Maybe it's the fact that my family is it's all refugees and they don't want to get rid of everything, but, and it also, this, this movie also stars Brian Dennehy in his one of his last roles, or if not his last role. Yeah, he just passed away. Yeah. I'm surprised he... I mean, there's so many people that have passed away recently, of course, be it mostly due to COVID-19, but others are passing away. Brian Dennehy passed away. Irfan Khan passed away, Star of Life of Pi and Slumdog Millionaire. He was only 53. He didn't pass away from COVID-19, though. It's just this whole jumble of... But there's a lot of important people that have been just disappearing lately. It's kind of scary and sad. Yeah, watching the Oscars during that one, uh, the tribute scene is not going to be fun this year. Oh, gosh. It's going to be like an hour long in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, like, they're paying tribute to a lot of people. That's good. Not that bad because it's so long. (laughs) Because no one wants to watch a long Oscars. (laughs) Sorry, that sounded bad in so many ways. I still don't understand any of this, but... Yeah, whatever. Let's just try to assume that you meant the best. Yes, of course. Another show that's coming up soon, Gremlins is coming back as an animated show on the new HBO Max. Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai, written by Tsi Chun, who also wrote and, I believe, helped produce on Gotham for three seasons... Had a film at Sundance, so really interested in seeing that show because I'm a huge Gremlins fan. It takes place in the 1920s, so what is the name of the character? Joe Wing, maybe? It's it's basically how Sam Wing, sorry, Sam Wing, he's 10 years old, he's in Shanghai in the 1920s, and finds Gizmo the Mogwai, and it tells the whole story of how, I, I'm assuming, he gets to San Francisco and sells Gizmo to a white guy. it's a prequel i'm excited do you like the gremlins wait is this how covid started (laughs) god dude the way you're explaining it just sounds like a terrible yeah gremlins is a metaphor gremlins is a allegory for it does sound like a metaphor or allegory yeah you're right yeah yeah it might not be coming at the best time but yeah i was obsessed with gremlins growing up yeah i'm surprised i got to watch it terrifying people my age have been asking me for recommendations for things to watch, for their kids to watch. Oh. And they asked me the stupid question of, what did you watch when you were eight or 11 or whatever, you know? And I was like... Robocop? Beverly Hills Cop. 
<laughs> RoboCop? Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard? It's like, don't you have any kids things that you can recommend? I'm like, yeah, I mean, you can watch Hitchhiker's Guide. To, you could read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but... <laughs> How old are these kids? Like 11. I read it when I was like 11 or 12 or whatever, right? Just say like The Hobbit or... I didn't read... I mean, I read The Hobbit for school. I didn't read it for fun. It was boring as fuck. Oh, I read it for fun. The Hobbit's great. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is boring. Yeah. The Hobbit's great. I had to read it for school. I was not impressed, but it's just funny. They're I'm just they're asking me for recommendations and I'm just giving I'm like I can't answer that question. What did I watch when I was your kid's age? Because I was watching some shit I should not be watching when I was your kid's age. Yeah. Right. Which is why I'm here. <laughs> That's why we're both have amazing taste in film though. <laughs> Another show we want to talk about is Upload, which just came out on Amazon Prime, created by Greg Daniels, who helped do the Office, the US version. It's funny. I'm about three or four episodes in. It's clever. It's very, it's almost kind of like Good Place in a way. The fact that it's a near future, it's very Black Mirror as well, where people die and you can upload your thoughts and memories and self into this digital space so you never dead, quote unquote. And there's some sort of mystery behind how this guy died, but there's not a lot of Asian people in the show. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Like as if there's one. There's not a lot of people of color. There's one. Christine Coe is in it, but she's in the living world and she plays a friend of the lead actress who is African-American. Huh. The only time I see a huge amount of people of color, it's definitely not in this apparently expensive world to be in the afterlife. They're all like, the main part I remember is she's on public transit going back home in New York, and it's filled with people of color, Asian and black. And then one guy who's Asian, like, leans over her shoulder to take a photo with his phone. I'm like, come on, dude. Of Christine Co. No, no, no. It's like something's happening on TV, um, and this guy, like, leans over the lead actress's shoulder to take a photo of what's happening on TV. I see. And then another Asian actor is a building manager, and another Asian actor, I remember, is the photographer at the funeral. Props to you to even give it a chance, because I watched the preview, and I was like, this is, this is pretty white. I don't think I can watch this. The guy is the, I mean, the lead guy is supposed to be kind of douchey bro-y, but he's almost too douchey bro-y. He's, to me, he's like a lead for a CW show. Like he's from Supernatural or Supergirl or any other show with Super. For me, he's like, he's like the Bradley Cooper boyfriend that's in the romantic comedy that you want the lead actress to leave so that she can date another guy, like wedding singers, like those type of actors. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which he's supposed to kind of be, but then he's suddenly not that bad of a guy. I don't know. I mean, good for him. <laughs> but it, it's kind of weird casting. But it's funny. I mean, it's a clever show already. It's interesting. I mean, there's ways to... I mean, if you look at Community, Joe McHale is basically that character, but he's surrounded by the best... The best... Cast. Actors. Yeah. The best cast. Totally. And and Joe McHale is funny, you know? Yeah. You don't think he is? No, I think he's funny. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I used to watch Talk Soup all the time. Exactly. Because I'm a 40-year-old man. <laughs> People are like, what's Talk Soup? It's uh, Do they stream VH1 online? Here's an older shout-out. Remember John Henson? Or the original Talk Soup host? Oh, yeah, the guy with the gray hair, the gray patch. The little patch, yeah. That's how OG I am. But no, wasn't it Greg Kinnear before that? No, Greg Kinnear was... Uh... Who was first? I'm about the old man, you old man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, damn. I think Greg Kinnear might have been first. Boom. Yeah, good for you. 
Any other shows? Not quite new shows, but wanted to shout out the Asian Pacific American Media Coalition for giving out grades to shows. Is it taking that long to grade? Because they only they only graded the 2018-2019 season so far. I guess because there is no 2019-2020. I don't know when these start anyway. But can you guess which network got the best, the highest rating for the most number of Asian American on screen and off screen? Which network? I mean, if I hadn't read the article, I would have guessed it's some career. Korean network, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's KBS. No, it's ABC, which has six regulars in Fresh Off the Boat, two on Agents of Shield, and then just a bunch of regular regulars everywhere. And then CBS was next. <laughs> a bunch of regulars. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, regulars, as in <laughs> like <laughs> the Hollywood term, regulars. Yeah, you know, regular Asians. The regulars. Uh, yeah, ABC got a. Did you see what grade they got? Did you read that part of the article? No. What What do you think they got as the number one show, the number one network? I mean, if they're number one, why wouldn't they have an A? Come on. It's graded by Asian Americans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're harder, they're tougher. C plus. No, I mean, you shouldn't be grading on a curve. You should grade on what you want it, where you want it to be. Yeah, what you earned. Yeah. We're only at a, a B minus right now. Yeah. So ABC was at a B. CBS was at a B minus. NBC was at a C. So confusing with so many letters. <laughs> Fox jumped from an F to a C minus. But they were saying that, well, it's, it's no surprise, but the, the biggest gains are happening on non-network media. Netflix, Amazon Studios, Comedy Central. Yeah, for sure. Good for them. And shame on the networks. But it just sounded so ABCB, CBSB, NBCC, Fox, F, but now C. What? You got it. That was good. Did I really get it? Yeah. Damn. It's pretty good. I passed that test. I get an A. How do they grade it? Is that, I want to see the like the criteria though too. They just count the number. One Asian, two Asians. Oh, I see their name in the credits. They hire an intern and that intern is just on IMDb all day. Yeah. Worst Asian ever. Of the week. Sports. I mean, really, if you had to pick a ball, which is your favorite sports ball? Because mine's basket. Batman. <laughs> That's not a ball. How did you pick the only thing without a ball? You're so good. It has, a little, it has like a, a half a ball at the end. <laughs> Bowling. Bowling? It's crazy because if I went to UCLA, I would be so proud of Natalie Cho for being on the women's basketball team. I'd also be very upset as an Asian American myself. I mean, her parents are definitely upset. Well, I mean, her parents are probably like... Oh, you could have gotten to Harvard if you were good at basketball, just like Jeremy Lin. But instead, you you chose UCLA. Right. She chose basketball over education because if she was smarter, she would have gotten to better school. And then basketball would have just been like the secondary thing. Exactly. Yeah. Just like Jeremy Lin. Yeah. How dare you put your sports career first? Natalie Cho. Worst Asian ever. Yeah. And if you want to know more, if you want to hear more about this terrible, terrible story, the Pac-12 Network has a documentary about her. I mean, this is going to be posted after it airs on Sunday, May 10th, but I'm sure they're going to show replays because what else is going on in the Pac-12 Network right now other than constant replays of uh, the big game and UCLA basketball from the 19... 19- What's the name of the show? Our Stories? Our Stories dash Natalie Cho. Am I pronouncing it right? Is it Cho or Chow? C-H-O-U. Cho. Good job. You are the second worst Asian ever. Me? Of- <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Is it Nguyen or Nguyen? Yeah, but C H O U is not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know how you know it could easily be pronounced Chow or Chow. It could easily be pronounced Chow. Why wouldn't it be pronounced Chow? Because most people would probably put a W if they want to make sure it's Chow. Granted, I don't. It depends on what Chinese character it is, and it could have been Americanized. Yeah, but most people is not the dude with the pen and the paper at Ellis Island writing random gibberish into a piece of paper. I'm gonna say I don't think. Well, who knows? Yeah, you're assuming a lot, but sure. <laughs> no, but that's what happened when when people immigrated over. They yeah, but she could have. Her parents could have come like last year. <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that that is a real thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that's a thing that has happened. I'm not assuming that this is what happened, but you're appalled by the fact that I would not know how to pronounce C-H-O-U. And I'm just saying, God, you're a terrible human being. You would know that. <laughs> firsthand if you took ethnic studies at ucla well let's let's face it we're both on this podcast because we're also the worst asians ever as well that's true yeah we're we're full supporters and exemplary worst asians ever so congrats to natalie cho for being this week's worst asian ever and keep on kicking some brewing ass Thanks for listening. As always, Yellow Parallers. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts. Or just tell Siri, Alexa, or Google to play the Yellow Peril podcast. It's that easy. If you're playing us now, I'll even shout it. Hey, Google, play the Yellow Peril podcast. I don't know what will happen if we say it while you're listening to the podcast on your Google Maybe it'll just start over again. Listen to it twice. Let us know what you think. Leave your comments or questions in a voicemail at 845-2-YELLOW. That's 845-293-5509. Or email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com. We're waiting to hear from you. We love getting your comments and questions and suggestions. If you have an event or project you'd like us to feature on the podcast, please feel free to contact us. We're always happy to help spread the word. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and subscribe to us. And be sure to leave us a review and support us. Do all those things as ever on Patreon or wherever you follow us. Before we go to end the show, apparently we're not doing the karaoke closer. Or we will or we're not. I want to be serious. I want to talk about this very, very serious issue. You don't look serious, but okay. Are we Are we going to change the name of our podcast, Oki? Oh my God. Do people like the name Yellow Peril? Is this the right time to, to wear a t-shirt that says Yellow Peril? When are those shirts coming out anyway? You can buy them now on okishirts.com. I don't know, right? Like if I wore a Yellow Peril shirt out, I'd be like, okay, I'm Asian. And conversation starter. Yeah. If I see a white dude wearing a shirt that says Yellow Peril, I might be a little afraid, right? If it wasn't our logo. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Why would you be afraid? Because I feel like that guy would be woke. Because the yellow peril is about the thing. It's not the thing. It's not like saying the N-word. It's about saying the N-word. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like you say, you could say some, you could call somebody yellow, right? But the yellow peril is about that whole concept. It's not negative in itself. It's about a negative topic. Right. Again, if, if, if I didn't know what the podcast was and you saw some white dude wearing a shirt that said Yellow Peril, you'd be like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I would be like... If you didn't know the podcast. Yeah, I'll be like, clearly this guy went to UCLA and studied ethnic studies. Yeah. What if he's wearing a MAGA shirt, a hat? 
<laughs> that it it just wouldn't make any sense. No, but you're you're assuming that yellow peril is a negative thing that he wants to talk about. It's just not. It, I don't concede. I see it as originally negative, and now when people talk about it, they're talking about it as the phenomenon, the yellow peril. Right, right. That has been almost conjured up again in these times right yeah it's it's about racism it's not racism wearing the shirt is not racist it's talking about racism i agree yeah i don't think there's any i don't know so if we're what we're saying is if you're white you should buy oki's shirt (laughs) and feel free to wear it if you're anyone buy the shirt if you're a listener tell your friends to go buy the shirt also on our patreon if you subscribe at a certain level you will get a free shirt so why not support us? Oh, we're not going to sing a song, really? Yeah, we're going to sing a song. Before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer. In honor of... The theme song to Resident Evil. Any song you heard on uh, the Taiwanese that... What's the song that plays... Oh, we could sing We could sing the Gremlins song, where they're just, you know... That's you, dude. You're totally in the Gremlins. And I think, yeah. Okay. I think a special someone who likes the Gremlins... You can chime in. Sure. Yeah, this goes out to Billy. <laughs> Before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer. In honor of the Gremlins, I'm going to sing the Gremlins chorus. I don't know if it has a name. This is ridiculous. I don't even know how to start it. Right? I don't not remember that at all. Really? That was the beginning to to Gremlins or Gremlins Two. It's like the theme song, right? Oh, that's interesting. I gotta. I think I nailed it. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it now. Am I making that up? Uh, you might be. How do you remember it though? Did you look it up at all? No, I just I I literally love the Gremlins. <laughs> like I've wanted a sequel for so long. I want Gremlins Three. I think this is the test to see if there's an audience for Gremlins again. So if enough people watch Gremlins, then maybe we'll get a sequel. Wait, so what's the sound of the Gremlins doing it, or are you just doing the beat? Yeah, no, the Gremlins sing it like that. Like, they're in the chorus, in the soundtrack. It sounds like a chorus of Gremlins doing that. Uh, mm. Yeah, check it out.